1: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Saturday, August 26th edition. we got a five-game early, nine-game late slate to go. Hope your Friday night was a good one and you made some DFS dollars. We nailed a ton of the bats. The pitching, we had some good, some bad. Just a matter of mixing and matching the right ones. Um, As we go into your Saturday, big, fancy football Saturday. Check out Bench with Bubba. Uh, last four episodes, we have Matt Modica talking a lot of good football strategy. Mike Wallet of 4for4.com. If you're doing IDP drafting, tons of great stuff there. Strategy, position by position, sleepers at each position, top players in positions. Tons to love there. Um, that was episode 49, episode 50 with Big Bucks Noemi. You know him from the always-pressing PGA DFS pod Big fantasy football guy, knows his stuff, tons of great knowledge there. Then last night I recorded and dropped late last night is available now. Episode fifty one with Bob Lung, a big guy fantasy sports. Been in the industry for a long, long time, has one of the top rated fantasy football magazines on the market. Mr. Consistency is consistency report. Very, very good stuff there. We talked, you know, areas of the draft, to target players, some guys to not jump on, some to jump on, more strategy talk to get you ready for your fantasy draft week. And so go check all that out. Get ready for your for fantasy football season. As you know, we got a little college football to tease us today. Then big college football starts next week and then we are into the NFL season. Week three preseason today. Uh, a lot of action today. So get that going. Check out Around the Bases with Bubba and Mo, Liz Rocher talking Phillies baseball. Uh, tons and tons of like there and get uh, the Pac-12 and Group of Five preview by Doc and the guys at the Saturday Edge. But that's not what you're here for right now. You're here right now for your MLB DFS news. So let's take a look at the weather for your Saturday of action. We've been getting some good summer weather lately to keep it nice for us. And from what I saw last night, that's what it looks like. I'm just scanning it real quick as we talk. And it's, you know, it's mild temperatures for the most part. It's a little warm in Atlanta, but it cools down. Uh, little warm in St. Louis, but the humidity is not that bad. You look at, uh, yeah, pretty darn good. Pretty darn good weather for the most part. The hot, hot places are going to have roofs. So, knock on wood, we have another clear day ahead of us. Let's look at your totals on the slate. Mariners, Yankees, 9.5. Twins, Blue Jays, 9.5. Orioles, Red Sox, 9.5. Mets, Nationals, 8.5. Rangers A's 9. As you can tell, the early slate pitching is a premium. Uh, There's no Pirates Reds on the DraftKings slate because they start 25 minutes too early for the evening slate. So DraftKings, of course, couldn't adjust to that. That's just, I hate that. But we got Cubs, Phillies 8.5. Rockies, Braves 9. Tigers, White Sox 9.5. Padres, Marlins 9. Royals, Indians 9.5. Waiting on the Rays, Cardinals to be determined total. Giants, D-backs, 8.5. Astros, Angels, 8.5. Brewers Dodgers, 8.5. So we're all 8.5 and, and above with a handful of nines. We have no double-digit totals on the slates. That's a first in a long time. But let's get at your five-game early slate. You got two guys over 10K, actually over 12K. got Gio Gonzalez at 12.5 and Cole Hamill's at 12.1. If you're paying up, I'm just going with Gio because if you're paying that much, I want more consistency. Geo's at home against that horrific Mets offense. Horrific Mets offense. He's 11th best in barrel fifth the last 30 days, striking out over 23%. He's facing getting barreled at 1.5% of the time. The Mets strike out 24.6% of the time versus right hand, or left-handed pitching. Ground ball rate over 46%. The Mets team total. Why couldn't I find it? Oh, it's the, it's the lowest. That's why I couldn't find it. 3.67. lefties 249. righties 310. If you're paying up, I'm looking at Geo. If not, you got Cole Hamels. He's in a great pitcher's ballpark in Oakland. The A strikeout 24.2% of the time versus lefties. But Hamels doesn't have a good K rate, 15.7%. His ground ball rate is 50.5, which is nice. He has a high, hard contact. The A's have a lot of guys with power versus lefties. Did you guys see Chris Davis last night? It wasn't even into lefty. He double donged. Told you that price tag was too cheap. You got Ryan Healy, who loves lefties. Hamels could pitch great. He could. The A's have a team total of 4.49. That's middle of the pack tonight. Lefty's 255, righty's 312. It's a good spot for Hamels. The team scares me more than the Mets do. The lack of strikeouts scare me more than the Mets do. And just overall in the season, Gio's just been a much, much better pitcher. He's been getting you 20-plus points every night. He's not really the 30-point guy, but he did get 31.4 his last time out. But he's he had like basically 25 or more in four... Five, six, uh, six of seven, with two of those having thirties. That's not bad when it comes to Geo against the Mets. In two starts, thirteen out of the thirties has eleven cases, averaging twenty-four points a start against the Mets. And now the Mets' offense is just abysmal. Yeah, Cole Hamill's coming off eighteen-point-two points his last start out. You uh, in a nine-point-seven, then a twenty-six, and a thirty-three. He's been good of late. He hasn't faced the ace this season. So it's pick your poison if you're pitching up on the slate. I'd go with Gio personally. If you want to use Cole, it'll differentiate because everybody will flock to Gio like a moth to a flame if they're pitching up. So if you want to go ownership-wise, you'd go to Cole handles So those are your two options up top. Uh, we're all likely to be starting on this five-game slate. is Sonny Gray, $9,600. He is uh, in a really good matchup at home against the Seattle Mariners. He got beat up. Well, he didn't get beat up. He didn't strike anybody out in Boston. Five innings. He only got two runs, but he walked two and struck out zero for 1.9 points. Prior to that, Mets 19-3, Toronto 16-7, Cleveland 17-3, Toronto 27-3. Those are his starts with the Yankees. Basically 17 points or more in every start with the Yankees before that last hiccup. He's facing a Seattle team that strikes out almost 21% of the time versus righties, striking out over 23% himself. Uh, ground ball rate of 56.1%. All really, really good stuff. Mariners 417 total, sixth lowest on the whole day. Um he on the entire day, but on the day slate, he is the second lowest total. Lefty's two ninety five, right three thirty three versus Sonny Gray. Yeah the Mariners have some weapons that's scary, but look at CeCe Sabathew outside of a home run to Mike Zunino. Shut them down. Sonny Gray is a better pitcher than CeCe. I'd hope he'd bring it better than CC. and if you don't want to pay up, he's a good top option on this small slate. Sunny Gray 96 will be in my lineups. You could make an argument for Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, no one's going to want to touch a Boston pitcher after Baltimore is just beat down last night, home run, derby, whatever you want to call it. Um, they do strike out almost 24% of the time versus lefties. He strikes out 26%, still walks about 9%, but he gives up a ton of fly balls. So, we got to be really, really careful. He's only got a 32.4% ground ball rate. So, a ton of fly balls for Erod. Going up against Baltimore, who has a team total of 4.50, which is actually kind of in the middle of the pack. Lefty's 3.44, righty's 3.04, kind of a reverse splits pitcher. I can see the GPP angle for Erod. I really can. But uh, in that matchup, I'm going to be looking more Kevin Gossman, especially if Caleb Joseph's catching. Please, Buck, put Caleb Joseph back there. you has been screwing us with Wellington last lately. He's 7,200 bucks. Look, at minus one last night. Then 23.6 at Joseph again. Put Castillo back there, 10. Back with Joseph, 27-4, 33-5, 28-7, 27 Keep him back there, Buck. It's that simple. Um, really, really good stuff. Strikeout rate has been going up every time out there with Caleb Joseph. The Boston Red Sox strikeout almost 20% of the time. Uh, it's It's still risky. Hard contact rate's high for Gosselin, but it has dropped a bunch. Boston's team total is towards the top, of a total of five. Lefty's 325, righty's 353. It's very, very risky. There's no question of that. Boston's lineup has woken up the last, you know, couple weeks. So both pitchers are risky, but both are nice GPP plays, in my opinion. Um, we could see an absolute just, you know, fireworks. total's nine and a half. You could see a ton of runs in this matchup. Boston's about a minus 140 favorite, Moss or Manos. So... Very, very intriguing. Both guys are GPP options to me. I'm going Gossman over Erod. But on a five-game slate, you need to take gambles, and those are two of the gambles that have upside, also have tremendous downside, which makes the gamble that much more, and the payoff could be that much sweeter. If you want to be a little safer but not safe completely, you look at a guy like Marco Estrada at $6,900 at home against the Minnesota Twins. Estrada is that guy is going to give you all or nothing, like 11.3 his last start, minus 4.7 against Tampa, but then 27 against the Yankees, 19-6 at Houston, 20.8 at Chicago. You don't know which guy you're going to get every time, but you know the potential for really, really good stuff is there. For $6,900, you like that potential. <clears throat> uh, when you look at Estrada, he has, where do he go? There he is. He's facing the Twins team, 22.3% strikeout rate. Estrada strikes at over 23%. Great swinging strike rate, but then he's – the problem with him is a massive fly ball guy, only a 30% ground ball rate. Hard contact's great, so he's done well there already, so he's limited the home runs. But he has a ton of fly balls, which makes him a little scarier. Minnesota has a team total of 4.5.2, a little above middle. Lefties 285, righties 331. So it's reverse, reverse splits. The righties hit him better than the lefties. So Minnesota, you know, they have some very, very scary lefties with Rosario and Kepler and company. But they also have Dozier. Still no know yet, but uh, as a whole, at 1600 bucks, I like the upside with Marco Estrada. Last but not least, if you really want to gamble, this is a pitcher that's just been an absolute disaster after showing signs of just being really, really good. But Sean Benai is only 5900 bucks now. Got 7.3 at Houston his last time out, only 2Ks. He hasn't been striking guys out. 2 0, 1, 1 his last four before the 7 3, minus 15 5, minus 5 3, minus 1.3. Prior to that, he's pitching really well. Double-digit machine. Uh, his pitches are flattened out. Hard contacts through the roof. He's faced Texas once this year. Five and a third, three hits, five earned, 10 Ks for 17.8 fantasy points. Texas struggles big time. Big time versus left-handed pitching. But day game in Oakland, ball will fly better. Extremely risky at $5,900. But he is a punt play if you want to go there. So, to recap your pitching, uh, I'd go Gio over Cole. If you want to be contrarian, go Cole. Sonny Gray is my top guy. You got Erod and Gaussman in that matchup. I'd go Gaussman over Erod, but the K upside's probably with Rodriguez. And then down below, I really like the upside of Marco Estrada. And then if you want to get real, real dicey, look at Sean Manaya at the catcher's position. You know, Gary Sanchez versus Giovanni Gallardo is outstanding at 5400 bucks. If you can save the money, you go there in a heartbeat. That is a great matchup. Last night he hit like three, two, at least two, maybe three, three to basically the warning track. Um, take him while he's there before he goes on a suspension with his cheap shots. If for some reason Castillo is catching, he loves his lefties. So willing to Castillo at 34 is definitely in play. Uh, Matt weeder's at 33 versus Gesellman isn't bad. Let me double-check I'm pretty sure Gesellman's a reverse splits guy. Nationals, 483 total. It doesn't matter. Lefty's 330, righty's 345 this year. It's been bad for Gesellman. As you go down, you got the likes of Miguel Montero. Catches for Toronto. He's 3100 versus ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Dylan G. Let's take a look there. Toronto, 498 total. Very, very high total. Lefty's 362, righty's 335 First Dylan G and Toronto's bats are cheap today, so you get on that train as you go down the list, though. For the most part, you're just going to look at lineups, see what pops out to you. Um, it's nothing that really jumps off the page now. Like, say, Jose Lobaton gets a start instead of Weeders, he's 2100. Other than that, let's take a look at the lineups and go from there at the first base position. Smoke a great game, great spot. I told you yesterday how much I loved him in his price tag. I could see him going deep, he went deep. Forty-five hundred versus Dylan G. Justin Smoke is a great play again. Trey Mancini at forty-four, not too shabby versus Erod. Uh, yeah, Mitchy two bags at forty-three. It's okay, don't mind that. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman at forty-two, getting a bit of a discount there with Washington bad against a very bad uh, Gasselman. I told you Chris Davis was a nice play yesterday. He went Ding Dong City. Good things happen. Mike Napoli at thirty-eight versus Shamiya. His contact rate is up. His hard contact rates going through the roof. We know how Napoli can hit his uh, lefties with a ton of power. Texas's team total is four five one. Lefties two fifty five. Righties three thirty one. Off Manaya, Mike Napoli at thirty eight. A very very good option today, especially below four K. Tons of power upside. Could definitely leave the ballpark. If not, like a guy like Ryan Healy. We know Cole Hamels is an upper end pitcher, especially when he's on. But Healy, tremendous power versus left handed pitching. He's first base, third base eligible at $3,500. Uh, Wilmer Flores versus the lefty and Gio Gonzalez at 33 Other than that, maybe Adam Lind at 32 if you need to punt farther down. And then you look at lineups for some value plays, if that. Going over second base, uh, Nunez cracks the lineup. He's 8 48. Dozier, 47. A guy like Daniel Murphy at 46 is not bad at all. Jonathan Scope at 45 we like a lot. Um, you scroll down to if Cano starts, he's 38. You're going to get a discount there against Sonny Gray. That's not bad. Uh, Starling Castro's back, played last night, had at least a double. He's 3,500. Uh, Wilmer Defoe at 33. I don't mind this at all. He's back fifth last night. Series out in the lineup. Make sure he's in the middle of the top half. He got you 13 points last night. He's a uh, second-base shortstop eligible. Switch hitter, facing a Selman at 3,300. That's a nice price tag for a Nats team that should have some fun today against Robert. Four eight three total lefties again. Three thirty right, Three forty five. So Defoe at thirty three gives you some saving at the position. Again, you can play him at second or short. Don't mind that. Ryan Goings at thirty one second base shortstop as well. For in G for a discounted play. Uh, don't mind either of those. If you want to go really bad, Adrian Sanchez of the Nats. He's not a big power guy at all. So you need to hope he gets on. Maybe steals scores score some runs, otherwise he's not going to really get you many points, so be careful there. And then, again, maybe Drew Robinson cracks the lineup for a punt, but check that out. Third base, you move over, you get Manny Machado at 53 versus Erod. That is outstanding. Outstanding play. It's priced up, obviously, but it's great. Beltray at 52 versus Mania. like a ton as well. Josh Donaldson with the O for last night. killed Killed some really good lineups, Josh, but I forgive you because you've been on fire. Him versus G at 51 is very tempting. Very, very tempting. Uh, Anthony Rendon at 47 versus Um, uh, If you don't want to pay above 5K, that's a really solid spot there. Again, Nats should have some fun today. But if you want to go down, Raphael Devers only 42 versus Gossman. Devers just continues to rake. Yeah, five points last night, averaging 8.2 his last 10. Really good stuff with this kid Hit in the middle of that order. Again, Healy at 35. Mentioned him. Uh, Matt Chapman at 29 is not too bad. He actually has more power versus righties than lefties, but he's got power, period. So take a look at the lineups there. Heading over to shortstop. Jorge Polanco continues to crush it. He's 4,400 versus Estrada, a fly ball guy. So keep Polanco on your radar. Same with Beckham at 44 and Didi at 44. Didi, did you see what he did last night, folks? Did you see? Seven more points, RBI double. This continues to produce day in and day out. Got Elvis Andrews versus the lefty at 44, so the top half of the shortstop position is loaded. Bogarts went deep last night. He continues to crush it, averaging over 10 points a game now. His last 10, he's 41 versus Gossman. Again, if Castilla starts, Boston's bats become that much more alive. If you just want to fade Gossman, I get it. I totally get it. We've seen Gossman blow up at all the moments. Boston's bats are hot. I just like what Gossman brings to the table with the right situation. You got Defoe at 33. I already mentioned him before. Gomez going at 31. Marcus Simeon hits lefties with a ton of power. He's only 31 versus Cole Hamels. If you want to be contrarian and punt a bit, you got like Ahmed Rosario at 29 versus Gio as another contrarian punting option. Besides that, check your lineups. Outfield position starts us off with Mookie Betts 53. Aaron Judge is a really good play versus Gallardo. Gallardo, big time fly ball stuff. Yankees 533 total, highest on the slate. Lefties 336. Righties 357. Good spot for Judge today. Ben and Tendi, 52. These are all really good plays, of course. Gardner at 47 is pretty decent as well. Having a pretty solid year. Average of 9.1 his last 10 with the homer in that stretch. Adam Jones at 46 versus Erod. Got to like that. So 46 and above all in play, except Harper, obviously, because he's out. But like Aaron Hicks at 45 is a really, really good play. Eddie Rosario at 44, if you're not using Estrada, is a great play. He's been showing tons of power. Estrada, a fly ball pitcher. Rosario could easily run into one today. You go down Byron Buxton. Another double-digit night last night. We love him versus lefties. He had 20 more points last night. Another stolen base. Two more RBIs. Three for five. He's averaging 12.1 in his last 10. Facing Estrada, a fly ball guy. Buxton at 43 is definitely worth a look. Uh, as you go down some farther, like Max Kepler at 39. And his power upside is definitely in play. Delano to De Shields leading off. Right-handed bat versus Minaya at 39. Then he can steal... Keep an eye on, on the Shields in that matchup. Joey bats at 36. Not bad. As we scroll and scroll. K okay, with the Chris Davis is all the way down to 35. Double dongs yesterday at a $3,900 price tag. Cole Hamels takes the hill. Chris Davis at 35 is a very solid play down below. I'll have probably way too much of him. Um, Adam, Adam Lend again, $3,200. do not mind that at all. Juan Ligar is likely be leading off for his Gio at 31. I'm not huge on that, but he's not a bad value play if you need to go down below. Ezekiel Carreras, 29, we're still in G. Don't mind that. Boog Pal. I don't think he's a switch hitter, though. No, he's lefty only. Stay away from that. Stay away from Boog. Um, Chad Pender, 2800. He's outfield shortstop eligible. Some power. He could be decent. Other than that... Yeah, take a look at the lineups. We'll probably find another guy or two that jumps into that lower range. So, again, for your pitching, you know, Gio or Cole up top. Gio's the guy i go with. Cole, if you're going to be contrarian. Sonny Gray's my top option, if you're not paying up. If might be my top option, period. Then you got the Baltimore-Boston game. I go Gossman off over Erod, but go- Erod's got the Kate upside. If Castillo's catching, Gossman's off the list. So pay attention to that. Marco Estrada, I like him a lot. His K upside is huge against Minnesota. Just keep the ball in the park. That's his biggest thing. He's 6,900. And if you want to get really, really, really risky, look at Shamanai at 5,900. But that is a scary play. Texas does struggle mightily against the lefties, it seems. It's really surprising with that those bats. But it's way, 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 way risky. Let's head over to the... Nine game late slate, and we'll kick it off with your top price pitcher, Bad Bum at twelve two, in Chase Field against the Arizona Diamondbacks. I will not be going there. He's been pitching really well of late, not challenging a team in Arizona. Even Ty Block only gave up four runs. I'll give him credit. when it was a three run homer to Goldie, which we pretty much called. But I, I'm just, I'm not going to pay that price tag. I'm need way more points than what I think is going to happen if he pitches great. Awesome. If you're paying up above 10 K, I'm looking at Brad Peacock at 10, nine on the road against the angels coming off a 20 point, 20.6 point performance against the A's 15, seven in Arizona, 17, five at the white Sox. Peacock gets you strikeouts, five or more, in four straight starts, average of 15 points on the road, better than he is at home. He does walk a lot, which is terrifying in certain situations, but, uh, the Angels Angels don't strike out a lot, 19.2 percent K rate. But Peacock has a 31 percent strikeout rate, an 11 and percent walk rate. any strike rates through the roof, over 12 percent. Ground balls, not bad. Hard contacts, really, really low. You need you're gonna want some strikeouts with that price tag, but still, as a whole, limit the damage. Four, two, three total lefties, three sixteen righties, two sixty two. Just limit the walks, and you're gonna put in a really, really good start against the Angels team. You should put in a really, really good start. So Peacock at 10-9 I like quite a bit if you're paying up. Don't mind him at all. A guy that's price tag has climbed immensely, and he's earned it. He's been striking on guys out, pitching really, really well, dominates right-handed pitching. He came onto the scene pitching great. Then he struggled. He's found it again. Uh, One, two, three, four, five, six. Six straight double digit starts. Four of those six. Um, at twenty two or more, I am talking Ellison Lamette of the San Diego Padres. He's ninety four hundred bucks. Um, does pitch a little better at home than on the road. Has not faced this Marlins team yet this year, but he's a big K guy. The Marlins strike out twenty point five percent of the time for righties. Lamette strikes guys out twenty nine percent of the time. A swinging striker at twelve point seven percent average ground ball rate. Hard contact's a little scary. You are facing freaking. Uh, Giancarlo, who doubled onto again last night, that guy is just not human. They have a four five seven total lefties, three sixty eight righties, two thirty one. He dominates right handed bats. If you can get through Giancarlo and even Ozuna, who went deep last night, he could be okay because you got Yelich, Gordon, Dietrich. Those are the three main lefties off the top of my head. They might sneak in another one, but those are the main ones. So if you get through Stan Ozuna, really good spot. It is dicey. It's a high price tag for a Marlins team that. It's all or nothing. If they're hitting, they're going to hit everything. If not, he's going to be in for a great start. I think he makes for a nice GPP play at 9400 He's kind of like a similar just Sonny Gray price tag-wise, and the matchup's kind of like, yeah, you can see both situations going at that price range. But LeMet could be in for a big night at 94 Could be in for a rough one. But I like him at 94 Carlos Rodon at 89, I like a ton. This guy is looking better and better and better since coming back. 28.1 at home against Minnesota. 15.1 at the Dodgers. 16 against Houston. 31-7 at Boston. 26-2 at Cleveland. 17 at Chicago. Kid's figuring it out. And the biggest thing, besides his last two starts, we had three and four. He's not walking many. Two earned runs in uh, four four straight. And then in one, so two earned runs or less in five straight starts. 8900 bucks against Detroit, is is right-handed dominant. They can hit their lefties. There's no question it. They only strike out 18.4% of the time versus left-handed pitching in the last 30 days. Rodon, 13th best on the barrel. Thick barrel, 2.86% of the time. Striking out almost 26.5% of the batters he's facing. Keep the walks down. That's the biggest thing, kid. Ground ball rate of almost 46%, which is really... Really good. Detroit's team total four five three. Lefties two ninety. Righties three thirty nine. So it's reverse splits. That's scary facing a Tigers team that's pretty much all right-handed. So it's a risky play. It's a play I like. It's in a hitter's ballpark. So I'd almost, I would say maybe sprinkle some Tigers in a lineup, but they've just been they've been pretty bad lately. Really bad lately. Outside of Justin Upton, it maybe an occasional Ian Kinsler sighting, an occasional Mikey Potok sighting. As a whole, they haven't entertained me. I, I, you like McCann against the lefty. Hicks isn't bad. There's stuff to like. Iglesias has been good. But Rodon's looked really, really good. The kid's finally figuring it out, it looks like. So 8900 bucks. I don't mind pitching him. It is risky. I would have some Tigers in another lineup. But uh, Rodon at 89, I do like a lot. Blake Snell, $7,700. Talk about risky lefties. This kid's been up and down, up and down. It's like a cardio workout for him going between the minors and the pros. We know the talent is there. It's just don't walk the farm. His last three starts, heck, his last four, 2 1, 2 1. Those are his walks. We can deal with that. He's got 8, 4, 4, 5 in the strikeout department. 33, 4, 12, 7, 16, 7. His last three starts, going 6 or more in all three. 0, 4, and 1 are his earned runs, keeping the ball in the ballpark. He's looked better. Seattle, at Toronto, and Cleveland. The at Toronto was the. The hiccup, which you know, it's, it's bombs away place. You got Snell against the St. Louis team. Effects out over twenty one percent of the time versus lefties. It's all about the walks. Eleven point eight percent walk rate for Snell. Um, the Cardinals team total. I was just looking at. Oh, we don't have it yet, because we're waiting for a total on that matchup. But lefties two eighty two, righties three forty. They do have a lot of righties. Righties with power. Another risky play. He's looked a lot better. We know his stuff is really good. It's just don't walk the farm. Keep it together. He could be in a nice spot. No DH to face here. He gets to face the pitcher. 7,700 versus Snell. I will take the gamble. It's all about gambles on this slate. There's really no lockdown option. Uh, Zach Davies, 7,500 at the Dodgers. Another gamble. Zach Davies is a guy that lefties usually hit well in the past. He's been really, really good. 18.7 his last time out in San Francisco. 15-6 against Pittsburgh, got beat up by Minnesota, then 22 at Tampa Bay, 17-6 against the White Sox, 31-7 at the Nats, 18-4 at Pittsburgh, 10-8 Philly, 15-3 at Chicago, 15-3 Miami. So 9 of 10 double-digit points, like 8 of 10, 15 or 16 or more, facing a Dodgers team. Chase Anderson did really, really well against, gave up a couple runs late to kind of make it look rough, but they strike out 22% of the time versus righties. Davies just doesn't strike out many. 15% K rate. His last 30 days, he's 21st best on the barrel fifth, and he barreled 0.74% of the time. Still only striking out about 13%. So it's not a great strikeout guy at all. Doesn't walk a ton. Uh, ground ball rate's almost 49%. Keeps the ball in the ballpark. The Dodgers team total 467. Lefty's 333. Righty's 311. he got to be a little worried. About that lefty situation there, but Davies can make for another contrarian play. What you are seeing a trend. You gonna take some gambles tonight. After Davies, we take one more in this seven thousand dollars apartment, and this is one that really intrigues me. He's been bad, like fifteenth worst on the barrel flip his last three days, but it's a very intriguing matchup. Sean Newcomb, seventy one hundred bucks at home against the Colorado Rockies. So far in the year at home, he's averaging nine point four points. He's faced Colorado once, six innings, five hits, three earned, eight Ks. For 18.1 points. That was two starts ago in Coors. For 7,100, you're getting this 12, 7, 18, 1, 17, 3, 11, 9, 13, 7, 20.7. Uh, that's not bad. That's pretty consistent. That's at LA, at Philly, home versus LA, home versus Philly, at Colorado, home versus Cincy. Teams that can hit the ball. Good hitters park. We know Colorado struggles a bunch on the road. They've been quiet even in. In Atlanta last night, again starting to take her take her on, very quiet. Mark Reynolds took him deep. Yeah, Newcomb against Colorado strikes out 24 percent of the time versus lefties. Newcomb striking out 24 percent on the season. The walks are killing him. 13 percent walk rate, huge swinging strike rate, low hard contact, decent ground ball. Just don't walk them, and we're fine. Colorado's got a middle to low total of 443 lefties, 342 righties, 328. I think he's upside here at Newcomb. If he starts walking, guys, we're screwed. But that's the same with the Blake Snell story. Snell's 77, Newcomb's 71. Snell's got a better park to pitch in, not as potent a lineup, I guess. I don't know. Newcomb, I think, he's going to so overlook today, and he has the potential for a huge matchup, also potential for blowup. But Newcomb at 71 is in a very, very good spot. And the last guy I'm going to mention – Buck Farmer of the Detroit Tigers is 6,400, making a start back from the minors. He struggled in the pros, 6'62 ERA in four starts, where he pitched a couple really good ones, then everyone jumped on board and he got shelled. In the minors, he's been really good, 3'93 ERA, 114 Ks and 123 and two thirds innings. He faced Chicago earlier this year, six and a third, three hits nowhere, two walks, 11 Ks for 37.3 points. 37.3. He's 6400 bucks against a bad White Sox team now after all the trades. They strike out almost 23% of the time versus righties. Farmer was striking out over 29% of the 15% swinging strike rate. It's just about keeping the ball, park, ball in the yard he had average hard contact, average ground ball. home run to fly balls through the roof. White Sox have a 4.97 total. Lefties, 3.57. Righties, 3.29. Um, I get it. If you don't want to use Farmer, he's a punt at 64 with upside. I like the White Sox bat still. The total in the game is pretty solid at uh, 9.5 between Rodon and Farmer. It's just a risky play, but it's a risky play I will definitely look into. So up top, I got Peacock at ten nine, 9 Lamette, 94. Rodon, 89. And then in that 7K range, you got Snell, Davies, Newcomb. I go Davies, Newcomb, Snell in my order there. And then you got Farmer as a punt at 64. Let's look at your bats on this nine-game slate. You got Alex Avila. All the way up to 4,100. He's a really good hitter. He just and he's been hitting, but he I don't think he's earned the 4K tag just yet. But it is a really good matchup against Blake Lively. Lefty's at 368. righty's 314. And that ballpark, you can't ignore Avila completely. His first base catcher eligible at 41. I won't be running to it, but I totally see the upside. Same with Buster Posey. He's not a terrifying home run guy. He's a good average guy. He can put multi hit games together, which makes him valuable still. He's facing Taiwan Walker who um, he's a good pitcher, don't get me wrong, but he also gives up a ton of fly balls, and that is a ballpark where the Giants will hit more homers than normal. And Walker's a reverse split guy: Lefty's 308, righty's 330. So Buster Posey, he gets overlooked a ton. So on GPPs, Buster at 3,800 bucks could be a sneaky, nice play. So those are your guys up top. Ground all at 37 versus Davies is good. We mentioned how lefties love Zach Davies. Davies pitching really well, so with Chase Anderson. Anderson didn't pitch horrible. Don't get me wrong. So, Grand Ole at 37 is in play. Yachty Molina, I like a ton at 36. Versus Blake Snell. Uh, we mentioned with Snell already. Lefties 282, but righty's 340. So, Yachty at 36 is definitely worth a look there. You look at, like, Tyler Flowers versus Freeland at 3600. Uh, your Braves are 457 total. Lefties 314, righty's 329 off Freeland. So you got some high priced options here. Um, if if Flowers doesn't play Suzuki is really good at 35. I prefer Suzuki over Flowers. Suzuki went deep again last night, but I don't mind either one. Um, as you scroll down some more, Gaddis at thirty four. Gaddis is he's back, it looks like. Um yeah, he's activated from the DL. Did he play last night? Yes, he did. He was one for four last night for three points. But Gaddis versus a lefty. Keep an eye on that for Skaggs at 3,400. That could definitely be a nice play and overlook because many might not know he's back. Keep an eye on that. Uh, Manny Pena at 33 is not horrible. Uh, John Hicks and James McCann versus the lefty and Rodon at 3,200. I go McCann over Hicks for now. But both are in play. And against Rodon, who does get hit a bit by righties, that was probably earlier though, not not so much as late. So just keep that in mind. He's been really, really good of late. Um, farther down the list, yeah, like Stephen Vote at 2900 versus Ross Stripling, that could be a nice value option there. We're looking at the Brew Crew, the Brew Crew, Brew Crew. They have a low total of 383 lefties, 261 righties, 328. So maybe not, but uh, maybe that makes Pena that much better for Milwaukee. But we know what vote can do. Hector Sanchez, tw- or not Hector Sanchez, not who I was looking for. Hold that thought. Um, uh, Omar is that's what I was looking at. The left-handed batter Navarrez for the White Sox. If he's starting versus Farmers, 2,400. That's the one I was looking for. Keep an eye on that. Other than that, wait and see what lineups come out. You're gonna find value down here like Stasi. He's out now. So see who's oh, because Gaddis is back. So yeah, I look at Gaddis in that one. Um, yeah, you're gonna find some value down below. Let's just see who's there. There's a lot of a lot of names to ponder. First base, you got Rizzo at fifty-four. Really good play versus lively again. Freeman versus uh, Freeland at fifty-three is not bad. Hosmer at forty eight, Edwin forty seven, Goldie at forty-seven is a nice GPP play versus Mad Bum in that ballpark. I don't mind that at all. Remember how I told you I loved Jose Abreu, especially at 3800 bucks yesterday? And then we read the VVP, and I said that's why he's even better play. He took Verlander team, and he was so low-owned. doesn't work all the time, but when it works, it's just a thing of beauty. Plus, besides just the VVP, I was telling you how hot he's been. 23 more points last night. He's averaging almost 12 points his last 10 games. Facing a guy like Buck Farmer, if you're not using Buck, uh, Abreu at 46 has some very nice value to him is three fifty seven, he's three twenty nine. Off buck, big swingy strike rate, but big, big, big power from Abreu. Reese Hoskins, four thousand three hundred bucks. Not as excited against Hendricks as I've been lately. I don't mind him. The price tag's up. I'll probably look elsewhere tonight, but nothing would surprise me. This kid just continues to put double digit performances on the board. Gurriel at forty two or Scaggs is not bad at all. Don't mind that. Carlos Santana. This is a decent one at forty one hundred. Still averaging ten point seven over his last ten. Yeah, Jason Hamill in uh, pitching in Cleveland against the Indians. Indians 504 total is the highest on the evening slate. Lefty's 323, right 309 versus Hamill. Santana at 41. You're gonna save from a lot of those guys up top. I liked his I like his power upside versus Jason Hamill tonight. If I'm not mistaken, Hamill is a big fly ball guy. Yeah, 39% uh ground ball rate, 18% strikeout rate. That leaves for a lot of fly balls. I like me Santana at 41. Avila's there again. You got Mark Reynolds at 41. Not horrible. Uh, Duda or Lomo, whoever plays versus Leak, Duda's 38. Morrison's 36. Both of those are in play versus Leak. Leak's been just bad. He puts together those starts that piss you off because out of nowhere he'll throw a gem. But when he gets hit, he gets hit by everybody, and he gives up a lot of stuff to lefties. So keep Duda and Morrison on your agenda. Farther down the list, you're looking at guys like if you want to get sneaky, I don't even know if he's playing for them anymore. Yeah, he's still there. He doesn't play every day though, but a good right-handed bat. He's been struggling of late. He's got some pop. Jose Martinez at St. Louis for Snell. Uh, Louis Valbuena at 35 has been swinging a good stick. Don't hate that. If you're going to be contrarian only though, don't do it just to do it. But farther down the list, just gets pretty bleak quick. Like Luke Voigt's third at 32 doesn't doesn't jump off the page to me. Check lineups. Maybe there'll be some value. Or you just pay up that first base like we usually do anyways. Not many guys take the value that I talk about. So let's go there. Second base. Ian Happ at 5K. Ian Happ continues to stay high. That's why his price tag has jumped. He's, still a, he's not a bad play at all. And at that price tag, many might not play him. Chris Taylor at 46. I don't mind versus Davies. Jose Ramirez is a good play. Cleveland is priced down compared to some of these other teams. He's, and they have the highest total. So think about that. 4,400 versus Cole Ham- or, I mean, it's Jason Hamill, second base, third base. Get me some Paul DeYoung at 4,400 versus Blake Snell, second base, shortstop. Love that tonight. I see a De- DeJong Dong tonight. Zobris, 4,200. Not shabby. D. Gordon, 41 versus Lemet. That's one of the guys you're going to want to target Lemet with if you're targeting him at all. Young Hermes Salarte at 4K versus Despaigne. I like that a lot. He gets overlooked. Brandon Phillips, 39, loves his lefties. That's not bad at all. Uh, Yomer Sanchez, if you're not using Buck Farmer, Yomer usually gets overlooked. He's getting a everyday spots right now, especially with Yohan Moncada going to the DL. Yomer's 3,600, eight points last night. He's got 817, 26, 220, 25. So it's all or nothing, but we know what he can do when he's playing every day. He's playing really well. He's up to 3,600 versus Buck Farmer, second base, third base for Yomer. Good play there. I like that as a nice GPP. Play Cesar Hernandez at thirty four versus Kyle Hendricks. Don't mind that at all. He's been playing extremely great baseball. Ah, Price tags up to thirty four hundred for our boy Carlos Hey, He went deep last night. Continues to play really, really well, averaging almost nine points a game. Finally out of the two K range. He's in play versus Spanier. Spanier's a good ground ball guy, but he's not giving up ground balls. He's giving up fly balls that go very, very far. Um. Like you know, Dixon Machado at 28 if he gets to start for Detroit, he's second base shortstop. He jumped in when Castellanos was scratched last night, so keep an eye on that. Other than that, there'll be some options down here that we can talk about. Caleb Cowart's 2K versus Peacock. Third base position, Freeman 53. Arenado 53 versus comes about one of the few Rockies I will use, if I use any at all. Bregman at 48. I love versus Skaggs. I like that a ton. Again, Jose Ramirez 4,400. Jericho hasn't been the hottest guy in the world, but he's not bad at 44 versus Blake Snell. Turner's 43 in a good spot versus Davies. Travis Shaw at 4K, I like that quite a bit. We know stripping with the reverse splits, small, small samples. We're pitching a lot of the minors in the bullpen. So Shaw at 4K could be a sneaky nice play. Brennan Phillips and Yomer Sanchez. Phillips 39, Sanchez 36, both second base, third base eligible. Spankenburst has quieted down a little bit, but 36 versus Despagne. Padres, they're the all-or-nothing team, but they're in a great spot to be that sneaky GPP option tonight. Dietrich, another lefty versus Lamette at 31. Other than that, not too much down here. So check your lineup. Shortstop position, we get the usual suspects up top. Bregman at 48, which we love. Third base shortstop, he's—I I knew I mentioned like a week ago. He's playing short a lot for Cray, so he's going to gain that eligibility for us. You got Lindor at 47, who is red hot right now. Paul who I like at 44. Um, and Anderson Simmons at 37 is not horrible. Trevor Story does love his lefties, but I can't trust him. But I understand at 36, if you want to try. B Cross, 35 versus Taiwan Walker, I do like that. Uh, Freddie Galvis at 32, I like that a lot as a lower price option. Uh, again, I mentioned Dixon Machado at 28. Where's our other guy I was looking for? You got Adam Rizal is at 25 versus Bumgarner. He's actually a bit decent versus Bumgarner. I must have went past him. Let me find him for you real quick. we got a guy that's been, usually he's in the twos. He's been red, red hot. A couple big games of late. Plays for your Detroit Tigers. Yeah, he's up to 3,500. Jose Iglesias averaging 7.2 his last 10. 728, 28, 17, 8. Uh, playing some really good ball right now. Not a bad spot versus Rodon if you're going on the fade Rodon train. Heading to the outfield and wrapping it up, the red hot Giancarlo at 57. Always in play. Got Trout, Blackman, the Grandy man at 53 is priced through the gills, but he'll be overlooked in this entire group up top. So will Kevin Kiermeyer at 52. Grandy and Kiermaier have been really smoking it. So those guys will get overlooked up here. Justin Upton at 51, I love, 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 love him. Springer at 5K. It's not a bad play either against Skaggs. I'd probably rather have Upton, but I don't mind Springer. You've Got Happ again. I mentioned earlier at fifty-five K. Now we go below the five digits. You got Schwarber at forty-seven. He is almost a plug and play right now. The way he's smoking another homer last night, three homers in his last ten, averaging ten points his last ten games. You go down a little further. Jay Bruce is, is is on fire as well. He's forty-six versus Hamill. I like that a lot. The uh, Cleveland, you got to look at the Cleveland Indians. J.D. Martinez against Bumgarner for GPPs at 46. I can, I can get behind that. Um, we got Yellick and Ozuna at 46. C. Dick at 45 versus Leak is very nice. He's priced up. 24 points yesterday. He's of 9.2. He's starting to hit again after a quite a long slump for C. Dick. So, 4,500 for Dickerson. Very much worth a look. Uh, Domingo Santana's right-handed bat versus Tyler or no against Stripling, if you want to believe in the reverse splits at 4,400. It's not horrible we'll go down though you got like Abazil Garcia at 42 Tommy Pham at 42 Ben Zobrist at 42 all good looking plays there very good looking plays near low fours as we sneak down farther if Delmonico he's day to day if he does start he usually bats in the middle of that order first base outfield eligible for the White Sox 4 cavers, Farmer with tremendous upside you got AJ Pollock who I liked a lot yesterday had a pretty decent game for 7 points He's 3,900 versus Bumgarner. If you want to be contrarian, got like Melky Cabrera at 38 with some upside there. Hey, we got a Hayes price going up and Jose Perella. We've been getting him from 24 to 2,800. That guy's 24 yesterday. He's up to 3,800 bucks. He had 15 more points last night. Averaging 7.6 his last 10. Hits third in the order. He's way below 3K most days. Now I got to think twice about playing him at 38. Still a good spot versus Spawny. I do like him tonight. I do. Gritchick and Piscotty, both 37 versus Snell. I like both of those bats for value and power versus Snell. If you're not using Snell, uh, as we slide farther, like M- Matty Matuk or Mikey Matuk at 3600 versus Rodon is not a bad play. Cole Calhoun at 36 versus Peacock. Denard Spann and Jared Parker, both 36 versus Taiwan Walker. I like those. The Giants will be well overlooked tonight. Well overlooked. I guarantee you they will be overlooked and, hey, might be rightfully so come the end of the night, but I've seen them have some fun in Arizona before. I'm not going to be surprised if they beat up a bit on Taiwan Walker. As we scroll to the lower threes, like Hunter Pence at 34 is sneaky, nice. Getting some value with some power. John Jay at 32, especially if he's leading off for the Cubs, definitely liking that. Nick Williams at 31, batting third in the order versus Hendricks. Getting a middle of the order bat at almost 3K is always nice. Below the 3K range. Now that, you know, has gone and our other guys are gone. We're going to have to look at some lineups because this is rough. You got like Pedro Flor- Florimon; he's second base outfield eligible for the Phillies. He's 2,600. He's not bad. Wow, it's real. Yeah, check lineups. There's not much down here at all except a bunch of minor leaguers. So there is your nine-game slate. You're pitching a you Peacock up top, LeMet 94, Rodon 89, and the 7Ks. I'd rank it no, Davy 75, Newcomb 71, Snell 77. And your punt is Buck Farmer at 6,400. Let's take a look at BVP and head it home. You got Chase Headley versus Gallardo's 10 for 29 with a homer. Ellsbury 6 for 17 with a double and a triple. Gardner's got a homer. Todd Frazier, 14 for 39 with a homer. Starting Castro, 16 for 45 with three doubles. Dd has two bombs against him. I love me some Yanks on the day slate. Robbie Canover, Sonny Gray, seven for twenty-four, two doubles, two homers. Valencia has taken them deep. Kyle Seeger, seven for twenty-eight, two doubles and a homer as well. Joey Bats, three for seven with a homer off Dylan G. I uh, got Brian Dozier, four for fourteen with a double off of Estrada. Andrew Benintendi, three for four off Gossman. Mookie Betts, ten for twenty-three with three homers. There's your there's a GPP or a BVP for you. Hanley's got two homers off of bit a two fourteen. Caleb Joseph two for four, a double off Erod Mancini two for eight, the double and a homer. Adam Jones two homers, Machado two doubles, six for twenty two. Scopes taking a deep. Chris Davis, Mark Trumbo all home runs, but not high averages. Chad Pender, two for two, two doubles off Hamels. Chris K okay, with the Chris Davis. I told you I love them. Thirty five hundred bucks. Four for nine lifetime off Cole Hamels with three home runs. Healy, 3-for-6 with two doubles. Shinsu 1-for-2 with a homer. Elvis Anders, 7-for-13 with a double. Ryan Rue, 6-for-13 with a double. Daniel Murphy, 5-for-8 with a double off Gassellman. Zimmerman, 4-for-7. Rendon, 3-for-7 with two doubles. So keep them in mind, I told you they are rather... You're getting a discount. You got suspended 7-for-13 with a double and two homers off Gio. is 15-for-30. Three doubles, a triple, and a homer. Scooter Jeanette, 8 for 20. Oh, we don't get that game, so who cares? Freddie Galvis, 3 for 6. Two doubles off Kyle Hendricks. Victor Martinez, 3 for 5. Two doubles and a homer off Carlos Rodon. James McCann, 2 for 5 with a homer. Ian Kinsler, 2 for five, two for 6 with a homer. So small samples. Trevor Story, Mark Reynolds, Arenado, all 1 for 2. Arenado's 1 for 3, all with homers off of Newcomb. Edwin Encarnacion, well... 8-for-27 uh, with a double and four home runs off Jason Hamill. So Edwin is in play. Jay Bruce, 6-for-23 with three doubles and a homer. Lindor and Carlos Santana have taken him deep as well. Brandon Moss, 1-for-2 with a homer off Clev. Lucas Duda, 7-for-9, two doubles, two home runs off of Mike Leak. Uh, Espinosa, three homers. Ramos, two homers. Paul Goldschmidt, I told you he loves Baumgartner. 17 for 52 for 327 average, four doubles, a triple, and two homers. Adam Rosales, five for 22 with two homers. AJ Pollock, 13 for 49, four doubles, a triple, two homers. Drury and JD Martinez have taken them deep. They're not great averages outside of goalies, but they show you the success and the points you can get if that one for four hit 250, which is most of those averages. Make that one or make that one a big one. Hunter Pence, I told you I liked him and his price tag. Four for nine with a triple and a homer. Off of Taiwan Walker. Uh, as you go down, down, down. Altuve, four for nine, off Skaggs. Uh, yes. Grandyman, four for 11, with a homer off Zach Davies. Grandall, Turner, and Seeger all have homers as well. And that'll do it. Travis Shaw, two for three, with two singles off of Stripling. There's your BVP. There's your slate. Five AM early, nine game late. Check us out. TheseportsdGens.com at TheSportsDgens. Again, bench with Bubba. The last four episodes, tons of fantasy football help. Episode forty-eight, Matt Modica. Episode forty-nine, tons of IDP stuff from Four for Four Football.coms. Mike Woolert is their IDP guru. Lots of great stuff there. Episode fifty, big bucks no whammy. Bucks getting you locked in on DFS strategy. Season long strategy, tons of stuff, player position by position, stuff to really target there. Great information on episode 50 as well. And then 51 dropped last night or this morning. Depends on your zip code or area code or time zone. Whatever you want to look at. But episode 51 with Bob Long. He's been in the business for a long time. One of the most one of the highly regarded fantasy football guys out there. He had the uh like top-rated magazine this year. Mr. Consistency, he's got consistency reports, his tiers. Listen to the podcast, episode 51. Great stuff there. A lot of draft strategy, kind of round by rounds, where you want your team to be. Each round category went by guys that are ADP-wise still around. Is it worth the gamble? Is it worth waiting? What's wrong with this? Lots of stuff back and forth. Kind of went off the rails on the outline. Just started talking about players and positions. It was really, really good stuff. So check that out on episode 51. Got your EPL kicking off shortly. Tons to like. But five game early, nine game late slate to break down and dominate. I'll catch you guys on Monday. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy your fancy draft weekend as I will tonight. Enjoy McGregor, Mayweather. Check out the predictions by these sports DJs, writers, and friends. But More importantly, have a good one. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits. Your Saturday, August 26th edition. I'm out.